support and being with us today. John chapter 3, verse number 16. Some of you are like, I didn't know we were online. That's not for you. It's for people that cannot get here. So praise the Lord. Ch uh, John chapter 3 and verse number 16. Uh, John chapter 3 and verse number 16. That's where we're going to be today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Oh my, I'm already getting stirred. He did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. I want to minister a message this afternoon just entitled His Mercy. His Mercy. Thank you, gentlemen. We uh, have started a new series entitled Unbothered. And the premise of this series is that the things that does not bother God should not bother us. The things that don't bother God should not bother us. We've been looking at the love of God and how amazing his love is. And it's just, you can't talk about the love of God without the love of God manifesting. And I want to change your, your, your set of expectations when you come into the house of God in that whatever is being preached, you ought to put out an expectation that it will be manifested in the room. Did you hear what I said to you? If God begins to talk about love, you ought to expect love to come in the room. We, we, if God begins to talk about favor, you ought to expect ex favor to come into the room. And for you to experience the revelation of that favor. And, and I'm loving this series. Uh, um, because I, I, I am learning at new rates and levels the importance of the love of God. We get it conceptually. But I believe God's awakening us into new places concerning his love. So we've been talking about the love of God and how nothing can stop the love of God towards you and towards your life. But today, I want us to jump a little further. And today, I want us to evaluate this concept of mercy. Of mercy. Um, I, I, want, I, want, I want you to write this down today. Very simple thought. All of us need mercy. I just want you to write that down. I know this sounds simplistic, but if you could just write that down. All of us need mercies. We need mercy. Here's the thing about mercy. Some of us, if you begin to live long enough or serve the Lord long enough, you start thinking that you're past mercy. That there is no necessity for mercy. When many of us hear the concept mercy, we, we immediately apply it to sinners. We immediately apply it to sinners, not understanding that we need mercy to continue to flow every single day of our lives, not just a day of salvation. I got two amens. Not just the day when I came to the altar and gave my life to Christ, but the scripture said like this, that there are mercies, new mercies every morning. So every single day has a setup of mercy locked into it. Why? Because you crazy. Every, every, come on, walking with me in here. Every day you do something stupid, something new stupid. And some of you are like, no, I, I'm just, I'm just stable. No, you thought something foolish. 
So even if you didn't act, you thought, and some of us think there's a difference between actions and thoughts, and you think you're safe because you only think evil and don't do evil. But, but God, uh-oh, I feel the Holy Ghost on that. God is after your mind in this room. Oh, some of y'all left the room. Come on back in here. I said God is after your mind in the room because if it has the ability to enter into your mind, it'll eventually come through your members. Talk to me in here. Eventually, your hands will begin to do things. Eventually, your actions will begin to play out. We need mercy every morning. New mercy. You and your saved self need mercy. So this concept, I don't want you to check out on me as I teach this today. I need you to, to understand that it's mercy is the reason why you're even sitting in this room right now. God help me not to run. Uh, there, there is, there is, that mercy is the reason why you're even breathing. Some of you are not catching yet. And I'll explain it more. Mercy is the whole reason why you can even say thank you, Jesus. Mercy is the whole reason why, why you didn't even die when you should have died. It's, mercy is the whole reason. Let me, let me lay it out for you. because Listen to this. this is what I want you to write this down. You are shown mercy. You don't get what you deserve. When mercy is shown to you, you don't get what you deserve. In essence, you are, left, you are let off the hook for stuff you should have been on the hook for. Mercy gives you something you don't deserve. God is merciful in this way. Instead of justice, we get mercy. Some of you are like, huh? No, no. Justice would say you're guilty. <laughs> justice would say you're going to pay the price. Justice would say, come on, you up on this cross. <laughs> justice would say, no, homie, you're going to die. Yeah. Justice would say that. But mercy steps in and gets in front of justice and says, no, 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 no. I'll block what they deserve. Now, some of you are acting like you got a memory problem. Because you sitting there looking at me like I said Mary had a little lamb. But the reality is that Joe behind should have praised God so strong right there. Because there has been stuff that you know you should have got caught up in. Y'all playing in here. There is stuff you know you should have been taken out on. But mercy stepped. God Almighty, mercy stepped in right on time and blocked what you deserve. I'm looking at a group of people that know some of y'all ought to have been in jail. Y'all go out in here. I know, I know, I know my church. I'm looking at a group of people that you know your butt should have been locked up. You know, y'all y'all playing. You know you should have been locked up. But God, I need a bunch of sanctified people to just hit somebody next to you real quick and tell them, but God, but God, why y'all being Catholic? I said, find somebody else and tell them, but God, but God, his mercy, oh, his mercy stepped in when I needed it. Bring your big black self here. Come here. You come here. Stand here. Uh, give me somebody light skin. Uh, no, white. Give me somebody white. Well, one of my white sons. Oh, oh come on. All right. <laughs> Y'all was like, raise your hand. No, I'm in real light skin. That's what I wanted. Uh, uh, and, uh, give me somebody kind of in the middle. Give me a man kind of in the middle. Come on, pal. That's good. 
You kind of. He kind of in the middle. Y'all shut up. Let me preach my message. Now listen. I just wanted diversity on the stage. That's the only reason why I called the different colors, by the way. Just to make that clear. Just good for pictures. So I'm intentional about everything. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, so what I, what I want to do today is, um, this gentleman, if you face me like this, please, this gentleman, um, I'm in the natural for real. He, he's done some stuff. I, I, I know his story. So he's done some stuff. Uh, you know, had mess ups and uh, made mistakes and uh, uh, had hard times, right? Am I right? Yeah. So, so, so we understand that, that, that he's had these experiences. Um, and um, in the midst of his experiences, he should have been called guilty. Should have been called guilty. Uh, 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 this, 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 this guy represents, if you will, the guilt and the shame for the sins that he committed. This is the guilt and the shame. Somebody say, hi, guilt and shame. He, he's the guilt and the shame for the sin that he committed. But face me, son. But he is mercy. So, so, so I want you to try to get to him, and I want you to block him. Don't knock my computer off. That's a MacBook Pro, and I've spent a lot of money on it. Uh, uh, but, but, but what I, what what I want you to do is to try to get to him, and then you you block him from getting to him. So every time, go ahead. Every time that guilt and shame tried. Guilt and shame try to get to Brandon. Uh oh. Guilt and shame try to get to Brandon. There was mercy blocking it. What, 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 every time what Brandon deserved tried to get to him, there was mercy saying, No, you can't touch him. He belongs to me. Every time. Even though Brandon messed up big, when Brandon moved into the place of repentance, when Brandon moved into the place of crying out to him, when Brandon began to cry out, David, son of David, have mercy on me. Listen to me, guilt and shame was never able to get there because mercy blocked what he deserved. I wish I had some people that thank God that mercy stood in the way for what you deserve. All right, thank you. Sit down. Mercy. Instead of the punishment we deserve, we are forgiven. Yeah, you ought to thank God for mercy. Um, I know John 3.16 is known as a scripture of love, and I agree. But also locked in John 3.16, I see the merciful hand of God. Uh, the scripture says that God so loved, first of all, I love this, that he loved the world. Okay. He, he, didn't, he didn't love Christians. 
he didn't die. He didn't die for just the Jews. He, he died for the Gentiles. He, he didn't just die for those that supposedly had a certain level of covenant with him. He, 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 he died for everybody. So when God looks at the world, he loves them. I, I wish I had time, but I don't. I got a plane to catch, so I got to move. Listen, uh, every time, every time uh, God looks at the world, uh, his love flows. So I have a question for every Christian. What happens to you when you look at the world? I want to talk to you Christians today. When you look at the world, do you look at the world in disgust? When you look at the world, do you look at the world in simple frustration? When you look at the world, do you look at the world like, I can't believe they would do such a thing? Because if that is the case, you got to check yourself because every time that God looks at the world, he moves in love. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, watch this, should not get what they deserve. They shouldn't perish. According, according to the scriptures, that the wages of sin, y'all don't read the Bible, is death. So, uh, according to the scriptures, what I ought to be getting because I sinned was death itself. But the Bible says that even though I was sentenced, some would say that I was commanded to perish, that in the midst of it, God said, no, no, not so. A matter of fact, I'm not just going to give them life. Y'all don't read the Bible well. I'm going to give them life that lasts. Good God. I'm going to give them everlasting life. Good. I feel the Holy Ghost. I will give them life that lasts beyond their own imagination. Huh? I will give them the life that exceeds what they're used to. I will give them everlasting life. I don't know why you feel like this church is so Presbyterian today, but I wonder if anybody got the Holy Ghost in the room who understand that the lasting life of God has been sent towards you and you don't get it. It's because of when you were saved, you got to begin to thank God every morning for life. You got to start thanking God every morning. You can't take this for granted. You can't take it like you deserve it. You can't take it like it belongs to you. But you got to switch your uppity behind. You better start waking up in the morning and saying, Father, I thank you for life. Not just life in my natural body, but thank you for everlasting life. The kind of life that exceeds this world. Because after I leave this world, look at somebody say, I ain't dying, I ain't dying. I live forever because I'm in him. Preach, Sherman. Thank you, Sherman. Uh, it's important for you to understand uh, the mercy of God. I know, I know it's, it's clear the love is here, but you see the mercy of God when you deserve to perish he gave you life. Let's go to Ephesians 2 and 4. I don't, let's just go there really quickly. Ephesians 2 and 4. But God, who is rich in mercy. I love this. Because God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So mercy, God does not just have mercy, but he's wealthy in mercy. 
which means he has enough mercy to give out to everyone. Uh, he has enough mercy for the people you don't even like that you don't want to have mercy. <laughs> you can look at me like that if you want to, but some of you want some people to die. I know you in here, uh, but, but I'm going to tell you, his mercy, uh oh his mercy is for the people you can't stand. His mercy, his mercy is for the people you love and the people you hate. His mercy is for everybody. I thank God that the people I hate can't stop the mercy. Good God Almighty. Oh, y'all don't like that. I say, I thank God that the people that, that, that hate me and that can't me. They cannot stop the mercy that flows towards me. He sold his son in mercy toward us so he could reap a family. God sold a son to reap a family. He sold a son to reap a family. He he did, not, he did not just sow his son haphazardly, because some of you are like, how? And why would he give his only begotten son? Why would he give his, his only son? He said, I'm going to sow him. I'm going to place him in the earth as a seed. I'm going to pour him out like a drink offering. I'm going to pour him out like a sacrifice. Because he said, I'm going to teach those around me the idea and the understanding that what you sow, you're going to reap. I know, I know, I know we think that God just tells us that, but God was the first sower. You understand that, right? That God sold his son so that he can get the harvest of sons, of sons. And that's why it makes no sense for you to just be a Christian and not grab a hold of the revelation of sonship. God wants you to be a son to him, not just a believer, not just a person walking the earth. God is a father and he wants a family. He doesn't want robots. He doesn't just want soldiers. He wants a family of soldiers. He just doesn't want people who carry their Bible or go on their Bible he don't want people who just quote scripture. God is looking for a family. His mercy is made clear in the scriptures. I've got some scriptures I want you to write down. Nehemiah 9, 17. But you, O oh God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger. Oh, my God. Nehemiah 9, 17, I love that. It says, it says that, listen, he's gracious and merciful and slow to anger. So that just comes up against every mindset when people say God killed people, uh, that, that, you know, certain things burnt up or certain disasters happened because God is judging us and, and he's coming after us and, and all of these kinds of stupid things that people say about disasters. Uh, that's not true. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but God comes that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God's not blowing up clubs. He's not allowing, he's not, he's not contracting school shootings. He's not doing that kind of foolishness. It's the enemy and sin itself. When man begin to sin, man open up the door for evil to have its way and to move in and out the earth. But God is not sending these things. Stop blind, blinding the man. The man is sitting on his throne while we are not taking care of our children and not raising them correctly. While we are not teaching our children the way of Christ. Don't be mad at God. You need to go and look at some people and how they raise their kids. You letting that bugaboo run around here and do whatever they want to do and, and not discipline in their behind. Maybe you raising up something that's a terrorist. I can't get nobody in here. Don't blame God. 
God today. He's slow to anger. Ooh He's abundant in kindness. Psalm 103 and 8. Psalms 103 and verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Hear it again. Hear it again. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Abounding in mercy. Somebody say he has a lot. He has a lot. He has a lot. When you think God's ran out of mercy, here he comes with more. How many of you be real enough to say that you have been at points, and some of you are here right now, and you're at this point, and you just need to be honest about it. But some of us have been at this point before where we felt like, surely God is done with me. Y'all want to fake and shake in here, but I don't have no time for it. Uh, 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 you was like, okay, surely. Now, because last time I told you I wasn't going to do it again if you would help me. If you would save me this time and not ruin my reputation, God, I promise you. If you don't expose me, God, I promise I will never, ever do it again. I, I, I said that to you last time, and then here I am again. Surely God's just about to tell all my business. Surely the Lord's about to expose me on every level. I mean, somebody's watching. I can feel them watching. I, it's just a, so I'm about to be found out. What happened? Mercy stepped in. I said mercy stepped in he's abounding in mercy even when you think mercy towards you should stop he steps over your walls and gives you more mercy even when you think it ought to be over he'll come back around and say I got more baby I got more I've got more mercy for you let me keep moving Psalms 86 15 but you O oh Lord or a God full of compassion <laughs> and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Pastor, why are you going through these scriptures? Because I'm sick of people making my God out to be some mean, evil individual that all he wants to do is punish you. Don't get me wrong. There are consequences for your actions. But some of us know that mercy is so good that he'll even weigh in some of those consequences. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You know you should have had a baby by now. Not a condom in sight, no birth control, nothing there at all. Bear back all the way, and you still without a baby. You've been lying on your taxes for years, and they didn't took you in. I mean. But this is why I don't understand. That's why I don't understand why praise doesn't erupt like nuts so every week. Because I know why it doesn't. Because you start getting forgetful. You start forgetting where you came from. You start forgetting what you need. There should never be a time in this house where praise doesn't disrupt the atmosphere. Because we should always remember that God snatched me right out of the hell I was in. Thank God for mercy. I got to move. Joel chapter 2 and verse 13. Return to the Lord your God. Joel 2, 13. Return to the Lord. I hope you're writing these scriptures down. Go and study it for yourself. Because when the devil comes to you, this is what you got to go and fight. I'm giving you these scriptures because I'm telling you how I work. When the enemy comes for me, I go on a study. 
and I find out what God's word says about what he, how he's trying to come after me. And so when he tries to come after me, I will pull my paper out. I'll pull my iPhone out. And just like I'm doing right now, I just start quoting scriptures. Devil, you a liar. God is abundant in mercy. I will not be condemned. Y'all playing. I will begin to confess his word. So I'm not just throwing out scriptures to show I'm a studying idea. I'm trying to equip you because I want to raise up an army. Come on, an army, an army, a family of soldiers that are able to take off the devil's head. You try to come for me, fool. I'll get that two-edged sword out and I'll cut a devil's head off. Joel 2, 13, return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Psalms 145 and 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. God, I love it. Psalms 105, the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting. So remember earlier, we found out he'll give you everlasting life, right? And so with every day, there's mercy. We understand that. With every day, there's mercy connected. Thank God for his mercy. Psalms 103 verse 11 and verse number 17. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. Verse 17 goes on to say, but the mercy of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. Uh, uh, that's the thing that my mom does. If we were ever to pass an accident, she always kind of grips her pearls, grabs her pearls, clutches and says, oh, Lord, have mercy. She does every single accident that we ever passed by entire life. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and, and I used to hear her pray that, and I used to hear her say that, and I never really at times got the full concept of why my mother prayed that way when she would pass the accidents. But now I get it. You know, as an intercessor, that thing would just rise up in her. It's almost like God block it. You understand that? That's, that's what, that's, in essence, that's what she was praying every time. God block it. God block it. And God answers the prayers of those that cry out for mercy. Now, can I be honest with you as I was studying? I wanted to find, but that's what I love about Dr. Chiquette. She will find a good story and she will work the hell out of a story you know and sometimes I want to be like her I'm just being honest and so 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 the, the, as I was studying I was trying to find me one good story I was like I want to be like PJ today and I want to find me one good story and, and, and but I couldn't find just one I couldn't make a decision so so I, I, I gathered together just a few stories to show you mercy operating in the lives of God's people. First one is found in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22. i got to move fast. And the Bible says, and behold, a woman, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. If I had time. I will talk to you about how Jesus responded to this lady. Jesus began to talk to her and pretty much told her that what he had available wasn't for dogs. It's exact words. Jesus told, read it yourself. He told her, what I got is not for dogs. It's not for you. 
It's, it's not for you. Which is confusing because we understood that Jesus was not just called to the, to the Jews. He, he, he reached because he ministered to the Gentiles. And we saw him minister to the centurion uh, daughter. We, we, we saw him ministering to the centurion servant, rather, sending his word. We saw him minister to all kinds of people. And so God definitely wasn't an individual who was against all people. But he began to tell her that, that, that he, he began to tell her that, hey, what I got is, on, is only for these. And, 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 you, and I don't have it for the dog. I believe that he was testing her faith. I believe he was testing her faith because when she did not stop there after Jesus told her that it belonged to the dogs. She didn't step up and say, uh-uh, Lord. <laughs> Surely the dogs can eat the crumbs. Y'all don't want this. Uh, that falls from the master's table, y'all. Y'all don't understand this. In other words, she humbled herself and she said, you want to call me a dog today? Well, I'm a dog then because I need mercy. I need mercy to step in. Some of y'all too prideful to even understand the parables of God. God begins to speak to you in particular ways to get you to think outside the box and your behind gives up. You're like, well, God, I don't know what you mean. God, I don't know what you're saying. But I believe there's a generation of people who are going to press into God's mercy. That woman knew what she had heard about Jesus. She knew what she had heard about him and she wasn't going to receive anything different. She commanded and she stood in faith for him to release mercy. The Bible says that after she had said what she said, Jesus said, woman, you have great faith. God Almighty. Great faith. Why great faith? Why, why expanded faith? Why, why expansive faith? Because she was willing to go the extra mile. She was willing to press beyond the first no. I need to talk to somebody in here today. Don't you dare give up in your faith. Whatever you're believing God for, you ought to just get home tonight and holler, Lord, have mercy. Jesus, have mercy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Block the debt. Block the debt, block the debt, block the sickness, block the disease, block it, God. I need mercy. Boy, you preaching in here. Um, Matthew 17, 14. The Bible says that when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him. Look at that humility and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. So this idea of mercy should not be something we just want for ourselves. But we ought to be praying. Some of y'all must not come on Wednesday nights. I know you don't. Uh, but, but we learned in intercession that, and can I say, I'm a, I am so proud of those that have been coming to, mid, to, mid, to, to corporate prayer. Let me tell you, we had got to a season where we were at 25 some people. This week, we had over 90 people when prayer was over. Because the saints have received the call to come to the place of prayer. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, 6.30 p.m. every single Wednesday, we are in here praying and interceding, and 7.30 p.m. for the experience. I just, quick commercial for midweek, okay. You've got to begin to intercede for those around you. So this is what he says, leading down. He says, uh, Lord, have mercy on my son. For, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. 
this is this. So, so this is not something that happened one time. This is a regular occurrence that's happening in my loved one's life. And I believe that Jesus has the ability to end cycles. I only got two people in here that are with me. This is, this, is what the, this is what he's saying. I believe you are a cycle breaker. Even though this thing has been happening often, it's been an oncurring disease, it's been an oncurring situation, I believe that the mercy of God has the ability to break cycles. He'll break stuff that's been turning around. You ain't praying right for your family member. You need to begin to pray, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let me keep going. So he began to pray. He began to tell him, Lord, have mercy. And the Lord have mercy on his son. And he healed this boy. Matthew 20, verse 29. I'm almost out of here. Matthew 20, verse 29. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. I love that because everywhere Jesus is, there's a multitude. Yeah. If I had time to really fashion your minds concerning what a church looks like, uh, some of you will realize that some of these places where we say Jesus is, uh, I've got time. So, um, a great multitude followed him, and behold, two blind men. Now, I never saw this before. I only saw the story of blind Bartimaeus by himself. I, I mean, dumb me. I had missed this whole thing in the Bible, if I can be honest. When I was studying, I was like, two blind men? Yeah. So, so Matthew's uh, uh, record of this thing says that there's two blind men sitting by the road. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, I, when they heard, when they heard, <laughs> when they heard, Bible makes it clear. How can they hear without a preacher? How can they hear if nobody proclaims Jesus? Right? So they were blind. So in order for them to be able to hear, somebody had to be talking about Jesus. <laughs> Somebody had to have a real testimony of what Jesus did. So they begin to hear, are y'all in this church today, about Jesus. And what they heard, uh, faith comes by a couple of people read the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so they heard Jesus and their faith rose up in them. And behold, the two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out saying, have mercy on us. Oh Lord. Son of David, this is David. This is the this is the blind Bartimaeus and his friend, and they are, are in Jericho, and they hear about Jesus, and Jesus ministers His healing power to them. The Bible says in verse thirty-two, so Jesus stood still and called them and said, "What do you want?" And they said to him, "Lord, that our eyes may be open." So Jesus had compassion. I love that. Did you hear that? Compassion, 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 compassion. When you really study compassion, it means Jesus was moved in his inner parts. 
I love that because that's the same stuff we saw when Jesus was ministering, when he saw the multitudes and they were hungry. You understand? He had just finished ministering. And that's what I want to talk to every church in America that just wants to church and just wants to have church but don't want to meet the natural needs of people. You don't look like Jesus. I said it. You don't look like him. Jesus had just finished ministering. And after he ministered, he saw the folks were hungry. And he said, I'm not just going to leave them hungry. He said, what do we have around here? They said, we don't got much. He said, bring me that little and I'm about to expand it. Bring me that catfish and Popeye's biscuits and I'm going to expand it and I'm going to feed the multitudes. You've got to understand, stop complaining about what you got in your hand. When mercy gets involved, expansion comes in the room. He was moved in compassion in his inner parts. It's moved when I see those in our community. How moved are you to do anything about it? And the Bible says that he had compassion. He touched her eyes. I feel the Holy Ghost. And immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately their eyes received sight. Look at this. And followed him. Here is the bottom line. The bottom line is that God is releasing mercy upon your life in ways that you have never seen before. I don't care what the devil has told you. I don't care what lie you have believed. I don't care what thing has been spoken into your heart. I need you to understand that mercy belongs to you. That God has designed mercy for you. And that every morning that you wake up in the morning, you ought to have the expectation of mercy. That every time you wake up in the morning, you ought to expect mercy to show up. No matter what the devil's been sending your way, I came to be a full prophet of God to your life today that says, don't you worry about defeat. Don't you worry about death. Don't you worry about death because here comes mercy. Here comes mercy to your life. Mercy's about to block everything that tried to come to your life. I feel the revelation of mercy being released over your life. The hand of God, the hand of God is blocking what you deserve. The hand of God is blocking what you should have gotten. And God says, I say not guilty. I say not guilty. You will not get what you deserve, but I'm going to block it. Lift your hands. I hear the Bariya Surra Bande Keta. Is a Rundalan Sidere de Runda. Be Serokota. It is a Borebete Rabanse. Hiromonda la Base. Lord, let a new anointing come upon this house for the mercy of God. The mercy of God. Let it be a house of mercy. Lord, establish the mercy seat in this building. Establish the mercy seat in this building. Thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, you overlook and you block the power of your mercy. Listen, I got to go, but just keep standing where you are. Luke 18, 9. Luke 18, 9. So he spoke this parable to some who trusted in him themselves and that were righteous and despised others. 
Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to the heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me as a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, I wish I had time, rather than the other. The man that looked for mercy and recognized that but, but the mercy and the grace of God, there go I, was one that was justified because he was able to humble himself before the Lord. Don't you let that prideful devil come on you, church, to make you think that you're better because you've got revelation. Don't you let that devil make you feel like you're better than the community around here. But the Lord is raising this house as a house of mercy. We are going to be like God. And as he says in his word in Luke chapter 6 and verse 36, therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful. Therefore be merciful just as your father is merciful therefore be merciful just as your father is merciful I need you to hit your neighbor and tell him let mercy come out of you tell him let mercy come out of you come on tell him let mercy come out of you tell him let mercy find somebody else and tell him let mercy come out of you let mercy come out of you that's how we're going to change this city we're going to change it through the revelation of mercy that's how we're going to reach thousands through the revelation of mercy that's how we're going to raise the dead heal the sick cast out devils because mercy 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 is coming alive in us it's coming alive in us it's coming alive in us the mercy of Dalahaya lift your hands mercy of God is in this room come on worship him for a minute I sense it I break the power of condemnation right now. I break the power of condemnation. I break the power of shame. I break the power of defeat. I cancel your assignment. You will no longer weigh on God's children. You got to get out of here, devil. Get off of their hearts. Get off of their minds. Get off of their backs. You got to get out of here. I drive it out. In the name of Jesus, I drive out fear, condemnation. I drive it out now. In the name of Jesus, be made free. Be made whole. Walk in wholeness. In the name of Jesus. Oh, no. 